0: I'm pleased to introduce Tanya Dibdahl to the Elf Space podcast. Tanya is a space planning and design manager with National Business Furniture. National Business Furniture is based in Milwaukee, and for over 40 years, they've transformed the look, comfort, and productivity of offices ranging from startups to Fortune 500 companies. I invite you to check them out online. Tanya, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So how has the landscape for the work environment changed as people return to the office?
1: So what we're seeing is a, is a lot of corporations are starting to move more towards a work-from-home feeling. We've been working from home for so long in order to woo us back to the office. We're starting to see more creature comforts come into play, bringing bookcases into the environments, more comfy lounge seating. Things that you would normally kind of associate with home-to-office design are now being more integrated into our work environment.
0: Okay. And is I mean, how extreme is that getting? I've I've seen some designs and I've seen some layouts with real loungy kind of things. I mean, that's not very efficient furniture systems, are they?
1: It's not very efficient. I think what they're what they're seeing now is that there is a huge add to having these little impromptu spaces that are kind of sprinkled throughout your work environment being separated by partitions or bookshelves, lots of live plant walls. And we'll even get as crazy as sometimes there's tents and things of that nature that we're putting in there to create architectural variations in the landscape.
0: And are those the sort of things that you think will stick around for years to come? Or this is just a time and a place having to do with the transition?
1: I think some of it is time and place. And I think some of it will be here to say, I think part of what we are seeing out there with all these work from home kind of cushy environments where a lot of those things aren't going to stand the t- same test of time as a lot of other furniture that, we've, that we normally would specify for these spaces. To give you that homey feel, you have to use different fabric types and grades to make those things more comfortable so they won't last as long. The same thing with a lot of the different colors that we're seeing out there, lots and lots of different warm things. They are going to flow, ebb and flow, but the things that we think would will stay will definitely be these small impromptu areas that you can just run into someone in the hall, have like a five minute meeting at a small table over in the corner, those kinds of things plants and light are becoming very, very important in the landscape. I don't know if we haven't really touched on biophilia, but that's really, really big right now. And it really does help the psychological value of your work environment
0: for your employees. Yeah, let's let's talk about biophilia, because I don't think we've ever actually brought it up on the podcast. And first of all, for the audience, describe what you mean when you talk about biophilia.
1: So biophilia is the feeling that you get when you are in a space and you have plants around. It feels warm. It feels cozy. It feels healthy. So in your mind, you're actually not going into a sterile environment. So imagine yourself in two different environments, one with that has no plants and not as much of Light going on and walking into a space that has a lot of different plants. That feeling that you get walking into a room that has more plants around gives you a psychological safety kind of feel. And it does bring in a health aspect as well. You feel like that space is more healthy. I mean, and it does provide more health as well, right? Because we have plants that give off a lot of oxygen and really create a great environment health wise.
0: Yeah now you need to maintain that are there furniture providers that are actually incorporating that into their furniture or where where does one you know acquire those
1: There are a lot of manufacturers that are incorporating plants into their furniture just to name a few we've got loft wall that's out there they create a loft a wall system that has planters in it same thing with a couple of other manufacturers like herman miller and those big manufacturers as well we're not seeing it trickle down to the to the smaller manufacturers just yet but it will come with time as for plants usually what they're doing is they're hiring outdoor or outside
0: people for that to maintain those yeah well, I think that uh, all in the good name of health and wellness helps out, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. can't keep a garden at my house or plants, so I would, <laughs> I would most likely kill <laughs> the green wall. But um, <laughs> as long as you can hire professionals to do it. So the overall theme I'm hearing you talk about is this resomercial sort of combination, mm-hmm. right? And, kind of like
1: a resumersial.
0: Okay. Which I love, I think. That's great. There's probably not a lot of uh, enough of that around in the traditional office. But one of the things that clients are always asking about is flexibility. So mm. how, in your opinion, how do you, how, how does someone build in that flexibility if they're going to create those lounging areas and those things you just described? What happens if in two years they want to get more efficient and put workstations back in in those places? I mean, how flexible are these systems?
1: Well, these wall systems—they can be pretty flexible. They're—they're they're made to move. You can get built-ins, of course, with any architectural firm. But when you are working with a, with a manufacturer on the furniture on a, a wall piece or and bookshelves, I'm just—I'm talking
0: any kind of more residential style furniture within the space, yeah. So when you're
1: looking at these pieces of furniture, what we're seeing is a lot of these pieces of furniture are going to be mobile. They're going to have wheels on them, obviously not couches and things, but they're going to be mobile. They're smaller pieces of furniture that add these little qualities to these spaces. So you're able to take them and repurpose them and put them in other smaller spaces by breaking them out across a floor in case you need to now put cubicles in this space.
0: Okay. One of one of the things I encourage my clients to do if they have the ability. And by the ability, they have the space within their office and then they have the time. But is to maybe experiment with vignettes where you set it up in the office. What, what are the considerations around that? I mean, if you're going to try some of these different settings and see how people live and work in that, is, is that typically a pretty good way to see how they get utilized or is that not a good experiment?
1: No, I think that's actually a very good experiment to see how your people are going to use your spaces. Setting up little vignettes across many different floors and allowing people to kind of find ones that they like and that they're comfortable in, I think, could tell you a lot about things. I mean, just watching people interact with the furniture, you can really tell whether they're enjoying themselves. Is there a need for power there that we didn't know about before? So setting up these vignettes can tell you a lot about how people are going to use them in your company.
0: And getting into the more traditional furniture pieces, the desks, the workstations, what what sort of trends are you seeing in those areas? So
1: for desks and workstations, we're seeing a lot of higher panels lately. Smaller cubes, which would be around six by eight or so, but we're seeing hot, taller walls and whether that's adding stackers to existing panel systems or if it's new st- Panel systems adding that adding that extra height on top. Most of the time, what we're really seeing for that added extra height, we're seeing more glass across the board to let a lot of light in, to go from the windows all the way into the core of the building. We're also seeing a lot of different color being used, softer tones and more wood laminates to give it more of a home feeling to create those different textures it's really actually very nice to see all these different things come into the office so it doesn't feel as sterile any longer. Your cube doesn't feel as as
0: cube-like. Right. Well, in many cases, companies are going to a hot desking model, so you can't have as much crap, so to speak, around. You've got to keep it portable and it's got to fit in your briefcase or purse, right? Right,
1: right. Exactly.
0: And what about sit-stand desks? They've They've been popular for many years. A lot of people request them. I'm always curious about the metrics around utilization. I can do it. I can look around anecdotally and tell you, you know, twenty percent of the people are actually using them probably been in my office. What are your what's been a, your experience with that?
1: Well, sit stands, I don't believe, are really gonna go away. It's something that the industry has worked very hard on getting to be something that is valuable for the for both the company and the employee. The employees really need to be taught, you know, you need to stand for this amount of time during the day. If they're not given that ability to be able to have an ergonom- ergonomist come in, and talk to them. They need to have somebody on staff to teach them how. I think half the time I'm seeing that they're not being taught how to really utilize their sit stands, what heights they should be sitting at or standing at. We're seeing a little bit of fatigue too. People get tired more quickly because it's something that you have to build up to. So sometimes people are dropping off that direction as well, saying, "You know, I just can't do this because they're trying to stand all day when they should be standing for 20 minutes at a time. As for utilization, I agree with you. I'm seeing a lot of spaces where it's not utilized the way that we really intended to be utilized in the industry. I think part of its education, part of it might be you know, preference of sitting versus standing.
0: Well, I think you're, you're absolutely right on the education side. I'm, I am surprised how many times tenants will get new space with furniture and not really know how to utilize, how, how best to utilize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, I mean, I think a good architect, or, or, architect and furniture vendor, and and workplace strategist should literally walk the employees and give them the handbook on how to actually utilize the space best. I mean, it's easy to understand that a nap room is for napping, but what about this room over <laughs> here that has a couple of couches and a TV? Is that a conference room? Is that for ideation? How best to use the kitchen? I I, I think that's that's missed in, in many cases.
1: It really is, you know, and I think it's it's kind of sad that we do a disservice to the furniture and the design in that way because there's an intent behind that and why these pieces are here versus there. Why does this have electrical in it? Why do I have a sit stand? What are the benefits of these types of spaces? Somebody who is who is on staff can definitely do this. For smaller companies, it's a little more difficult. So I would highly recommend that anybody putting new systems into their building, revamping spaces, talk to their designer and have their designer come up with a little booklet or something for their employees to be able to page through.
0: Yeah, yeah, good point. So. Right now, we're seeing a backlog, or essentially, it's, it's mm-hmm. just taking a long time to get furniture. A lot of it's just to do with the supply chain. But how long does it take to get furniture manufactured, generally speaking, um, and installed? And do you see this getting any better anytime soon? Mm-hmm.
1: that is definitely the $100,000 question out there. Currently, we're seeing some of the, the lead times start to come back down. We're seeing a lot of lumber, steel, and things of that nature coming back to normal levels to our manufacturers. And so we're... Right now, we're seeing somewhere between 8 to 12-week lead time, depending on the manufacturer. Now, that's you know that's definitely quite a bit versus the 6 to 8-week lead time that we used to see. And then we also have some others out there that are like Amazon that are a couple of weeks. But for the major manufacturers that are out there, their lead times are getting better and better. I would pretty much plan on, if you're redoing an entire space or a full floor, that you would expect to see somewhere around 12 to 16 weeks for total install from the very beginning when they order the furniture to the very end when you can have people in seats.
0: And there seems to be a lot of secondhand furniture on the market, but it's sitting in in either dark space or underutilized space. And I have a lot of clients ask me about that. In, In many cases, it's just as expensive to dismantle it and move it. And things of that nature, but you know what? What is going on with all the leftover furniture? Where does it go? I know there's some some groups that buy it and recondition it and things, but are there are there value plays on on second generation furniture when you take into account all the moving and, 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 and personnel time it takes?
1: There definitely is, and I feel like that's really starting to become a bigger program now, the sustainability feeling when you're taking down panels, things of that nature to send them to a refurbisher, and then they will resell those items at a lower price point. And they'll do everything from paint and and fabric on all of your panels, relaminate, et cetera. So there is a lot of value to giving life to that old furniture. Depending on who is near you, those things can be rather painless and easy for you to be able to do, or it can be something where it's a little bit more painful if you're out in a in a very remote area. But we're really starting to see that become more of a sustainability type of feature.
0: Okay. And sticking on the sustainability theme for a minute, what are what other things are fact well, what things are manufacturers doing relative to sustainable products that you're aware of?
1: Well, we have, in the past couple of years, we have this PET felt that's come out. This is actually a really great product. Before, we were using plastics and things of that nature to create surrounds, and this is actually a great sound dampening tool. You can surround a desk with it. We're seeing a lot more recycling programs that are coming from a lot of these manufacturers as well. We're seeing a lot of new and inspiring fabrics that are low VOC and very good to the environment instead of all of these other PVC plastic kind of uh, products out there. We're also seeing some products that are incorporating metals in them as well so that those things can be
0: recycled too. Okay. Diving into some of the specific areas within a space, there's a couple of things I wanted to get your thoughts on. One is reception desks. A lot of companies don't have reception Receptionists—I think that's a general term. uh, I can use it uh, anymore. And do you see those going away in entirety, or you know, it kind of goes in 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 play with what that entrance looks like and and how to activate that entrance? And then my second question has to do with the conference rooms in terms of how to activate them more frequently. But let's start off with the reception area. What 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 does that area look like right now when a lot of the technology can can get someone into the space?
1: So reception areas in a lot of ways, are starting to be repurposed as we're seeing security being something that is more paramount. So we're seeing more security people utilizing reception desks in places where they don't have receptionists. So it's kind of being repurposed in a way. But however, in some spaces where you don't have receptionists and security is not as big of a concern, then what we're seeing is we're using these spaces as huddle spaces, welcoming spaces, coffee bars, those kinds of things to bring Bring people out of their offices and out of their cubes to try to find each other, basically, to have those impromptu conversations.
0: Right. So, right. Yeah. Same thing with the kitchens, right? The kitchens are getting mm-hmm. larger and more open for that exact reason. And then, what about the conference room? It comes up a lot. It's such a big part of a space. And if it's only used maybe once or, or twice a week, what, what sort of furniture systems or what, what should clients be thinking about in terms of utilizing that better?
1: Well, I think some of the things that you really want to take a look at is how your employees want to use the space. How would they use it more frequently? If it's a big boardroom that sits empty 90% of the time, that's not really utilizing your space very well. Does it lack technology? That's the My number one go-to is technology now in order to get people into conference spaces. Also, make things more mobile, more mobile-friendly, so that people can move things around. I'm not seeing as many big conference rooms anymore. We're starting to see more lounge furniture be put into those conference rooms, and they're actually being utilized more frequently. It's a more relaxed type of environment. And I think that's something that people are very used to when they're working from home. You have a relaxed environment, whether you're on Teams or on camera, you're very relaxed. You're not sitting at a big table. And we're kind of removing some of those barriers now and being more open so that you're more comfortable. You're going to feel like you're going to be able to conversate more. So really, a lot less conference room tables going on. But if you do need a conference room with tables, definitely have a lot of technology in those spaces.
0: More people will utilize them. Right. And with the flight to quality, most of the nicer buildings have very well-appointed common area, conference rooms, Wi-Fi lounges, all those sort of things, which theoretically can take those out of your space and not necessarily you need them anymore in your space. So those are getting you know, the, the game's been upped on on those amenities. So those are usually pretty flexible and and very kind of malleable to whatever that use is going to be. And it's a phenomenal cost to to utilize it. Usually it's just the, the cost of cleanup to utilize the building conference room. But I find it interesting, even when you talk about that and it can make economic sense, a lot of clients still like having a big boardroom in their office space for when they need it, which is not as frequently as they think they do. this is very true very true so wrapping things up here what in your opinion what will the office space look like in two years do you think
1: that's a very big question i think we're going to continue to see a lot of these spaces. It's going to trickle down. A lot of bear companies are doing these these neat little spaces where these impromptu meeting spaces, mobile furniture. We're going to start seeing a lot of that come down into more of the of your midline kind of companies. We're going to see a lot more furniture built around the human the human being, basically, and a lot better ergonomics, more technology. We're seeing a lot of different furniture pieces start to incorporate technology, be ports, things of that nature as well. We're just going to continue to see technology flow within these spaces back and forth so that you can work basically anywhere in the building. I would definitely see a lot of these benching sp- benching stations are definitely going to go away with COVID and things and the lower panels that they normally had on them before the pandemic. We're not seeing those or specifying those as often anymore, just due to the fact that people don't feel safe. So I think health safety is going to be another concern in the future as well as we keep moving forward. We may have taken the plexiglass down but we're still wanting to have that personal protection as well so the higher panels will probably continue
0: well those are those are great thoughts and I very much appreciate your time Tanya and I look forward to talking to you again
1: all right sounds great thank you so much I can feel it in the future I can see it